Praise God and welcome to Kingdom Consciousness. This whole thing with the fullness, uh, the word is pleromatus. In him dwells the fullness of God. And Ephesians 1.10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and in the earth in him. The whole gathering aspect of this fullness has just been riding me for the last couple of days, maybe a couple of uh, weeks actually. And when I think about it, uh, the focal point of this gathering is seen in just about every text Every text in the gospel, we find Jesus with crowds and bringing the crowds together that have followed him and healing and delivering them. We find him having the 5,000 sit down in the grass and feeding them. And then there's seven baskets left over one time, I believe, and 12 the other time or either five and seven. But The bottom line is that he gathered up the fragments that nothing be lost. We find them telling the disciples to cast their nets on the right side of the boat. And when they cast, they gathered so many that they needed to get help. And when they were pulling them in, both ships almost sank. We find a gathering together of all of the prophets during the time of Elijah when he had the school of the prophets and they were coming together to build a school and the axe head got lost and the axe head was floating because he threw a stick in the water and a miracle occurred causing the axe head that had been borrowed to float. We find this gathering together throughout the scripture. Even with Gideon, he had the the, uh, I think it was in excess of 3,000 men. And when God finished, he only had 300. We have the gathering together of all of the Israelites, Moses leading them, dragging them, not literally, but later it seemed like it was almost literal, out of Egypt and taking them through the waters the parted waters and and across to the other side, to the promised land, this gathering. Uh, Jesus said, keep those in thine own name whom thou hast given me that they may be one, even as we are one. And as stated before, he also said, I have others that are not yet of this fold. And he wanted them kept as well. This gathering into the one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father over all fascinates me. Because at the end of time, we're going to be gathered together in Christ with him as the head, the chief cornerstone, the foundation, and us as the body. We operate that way now. But the gathering together is so essential to his death on the cross, the sprinkling of his blood over many nations. That gathering has been the key, the key to the whole of the gospel, the whole of everything that he did, all that he suffered, all that he sacrificed, 
all that he did in his teaching and in his preaching was all about that gathering, even back as far as Genesis, when we talk about the seed time and harvest, it's with reference to the gathering. God does not intend for any of us to be separate. That's why I tell people when they say, well, you know, I watch church online and I listen to this and I do that and um, I don't deal with church people. The Bible says forsake not the assembling. That's a gathering of yourselves together, particularly as you see the day drawing nigh. If we can't come together now and love one another now and work with one another now and cooperate with one one another now, have compassion upon one another now, regardless of our wealth, regardless of our lack thereof, regardless of our background, our class, our education, or lack thereof, regardless of the cliques that we hang in and our sororities, fraternities, whatever the case may be, whatever our job classification, job titles, ministry, ministry titles, if we can't love our brother who we see, then how can we say that we love God whom we have not seen? How are we going to gather together in my father's house? There are many mansions if we can't stand each other down here. The gathering is what God is after. The divisiveness is what the enemy is after. And God is calling upon us now. I feel the urgency of it. He's calling upon us now to put aside our differences that have nothing to do with doctrinal issues that are integral to the word of God. If it's contrary to the word of God, then the difference maintains and should. But if it's not about the gospel, if it's not about the word, if it's not in contradiction to the word, then whatever our differences are need to be set aside so that we can come together as one. He said that he would gather them together as a hen robbed of its chicks. That's what he wanted for Israel. That's what he wanted for Jerusalem. That's what he desires for Zion, for the church, for the ecclesia, for the body. He said, but we would not. And that's that's why he came. He came to his own, but his own received him not. But we find the essence of that gathering when he says, ye are my witnesses and go into all the world, go to Judea, go to Samaria, go everywhere and preach this gospel. Why? Because he wants to bring all together as one, one body, one flesh in a positive sense, the bridegroom and a one body bride that they can be one flesh and cleave to one another. The gathering is essential. We need to reset our minds and our brains on these issues of individualism and separatism and uniqueness and independence and think about the gathering. God bless you.